This is Very Public Affairs, the podcast of the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. Here's your host, Wayne Burns. Welcome to Very Public Affairs, the regular podcast from the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. I'm Wayne Burns, the Executive Director of the Centre, and welcome to this week's episode. Measurement of corporate community investment, why it matters, including its role in making the business case for CCI. That's our focus this week. To discuss measurement of impact and whether impact is important when companies are considering investing in a partnership, we're talking this week to Allegra Spender, CEO of the Australian Business Community Partnership. We're having a coffee this morning, Allegra, and it's really good that you've been able to come into the the centre and and have a a chat with us. Mm -hmm. Um, You've got a background in economics Mm -hmm. and public policy, and um, you've run a very large business here in Australia as well. So it's going to be interesting to get your insights because you've worked and walked on the business side. You're still on the business side, but you're trying to generate uh, social impact with the um, ABC. And can, can you tell us a little bit about the organisation, you know, how it started and what it's trying to do and also its operating model? That's, I guess, three questions in one there. Okay, great. I'd love to. So Australian Business Community Network, um, it was started in 2005 by Mike Hawker and a group of CEOs who basically wanted to get together to make a difference in the community and felt that by working together as a group of businesses they could have the greatest impact. So we are currently a network of around 40 large businesses in Australia and 200 disadvantaged low socioeconomic schools and our real purpose is about inspiring students um, to achieve more than they think is possible while at the same time creating shared value for business. So what we really do in the bulk of our work is create structured workplace mentoring programs and bring students from their schools into into the workplaces um, where they go through um, workplace workshops around things like team building, communication, um, goal setting, problem solving skills, so really future focused skills, alongside mentors who guide them through the exercises but also share their workplace experiences and their own career paths to show the students what's possible. Um, so we, that's really what, um, what we do in the bulk of our work. And at the same time, um, you know, we are funded by business. So I think we've had almost no government funding in the 14 years that we've been around. Um, so it's always been about making sure that we're creating shared value for business in terms of workplace experiences um, and really sort of um, employee engagement and employee skill development. It's interesting, I remember many years ago when the network was established by, by Mike Hawker and other CEOs that the business in the community model mm-hmm. uh, in the UK was one on which parts of the uh, partnership was modelled uh, mm-hmm. as well. And business in the community in the UK initially placed a lot of emphasis on measuring or trying to understand impact. Mm-hmm. Is that difficult to do? Look, I think it always is difficult to do. And um, it's certainly, I think it was very much part of our ethos in starting and it continues to be part of our ethos, but it's not an easy thing to do. And to get it right is a lot of, is, a, is I think really a, is constantly a journey and constantly trying to say, how do we improve and really stay on the forefront of this measurement? And do you think measurement is, it's important, obviously, to your organisation to see if you're shifting the needle. Yeah. Is it as important to the businesses that make up the network and that contribute to the network? Absolutely. And I think business people, you know, we were, they're basically putting their people, their time, their effort in, and they want to have make sure that they're making a difference. Because I think that's for them, you know, if they're not making a difference, they'll say, well, how can I use my resources more effectively? It's a very business focus, which is to say, let's 
let's put us you know scarce resources in a way that makes the biggest impact possible so for them it's really important do you think that it is easier to understand impact because of the longitudinal nature mm-hmm. of what your organization is doing often partnerships uh, corporate community investment partnerships that or, that the companies get involved in. it might be four or five years and sometime impact unless it's immediately visual mm. is difficult to understand do you think that's an advantage being in the long game certainly is and i think um so with us since we've been around for 14 years last year um in particular we started to get in contact with our, some of our original students so from 2005 and to sort of 2008 that would have been an interesting experience, that was absolutely yeah. delightful yeah. i have to say um and so um and that was what was really that was really i guess um important for us because you know, so much of what we're trying to do is is only going to become truly evident by the time they're in their mid-20s because what we're trying to do is open the view of careers and what's possible to the students to show them um, that there are many paths, Not certainly not we're trying to push them into corporate, but we're just trying to say there are there are many opportunities and we want you to sort of be open and pursue to the, to the level of engagement that you possibly can. And so... Um, but you can only do that if you've been around for 14 years mm. and so um, to really get to that stage. And so we had some amazing stories and had some great, um, really, really um, fabulous results in terms of 90% of the students being fully engaged in employment, education or training, which is around an average at that age um, is around 20, uh, 74%. So even compared to the national average, let alone the disadvantage average, um, these, these young people were exceptional. So that was, um, that was incredibly gratifying to do that. And was that a check-in just to see how things were going or was that part of uh, a process of understanding and measuring impact? It was really part of a process of trying to measure and understand impact and I'll say having done this there are all sorts of gaps in, in terms of how we did that because we didn't have the contact details of the students so there's a selection bias of you know you get in contact with people and you know perhaps these are the students who are most engaged. So you know it's there are all sorts of um, challenges with doing that but I think for us, this is one of the pieces that we're doing further forward is to say, how do we make sure that we, on, in a very systematic basis, keep on top of that in long-term impact? You're listening to Very Public Affairs, the regular podcast of the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. The Centre is a membership by company organisation comprising 150 member corporations across Asia-Pacific. We work with our members to disseminate international best practice on managing corporate public affairs. And we offer and deliver professional development to public affairs practitioners globally, including via our online learning platform. The Centre also conducts research into managing the function. Follow us on Twitter or LinkedIn, or visit us at www.accpa.com.au or download the Centre's app which is available both on iTunes and Google Play. The model that you have has the uh, CEO or Mm. her or his designate, and usually Mm. the CEO of your um, member organisations and partner organisations being involved and driving the effort internally. How... How important do you think, and it's probably a bit of Dorothy Dix of it, how important do you think that leadership is to engage a company into putting a lot of effort into a partnership like this? Because there's a fair bit of heavy lifting here, isn't there? Yeah, look, there is. And I'd say I think it it is really important, and particularly I think at the start. At the same time, I think what you do get is... Um, you know, we like to approach it from both ends, actually. Like, we want to have 
um, people on the ground sort of wide employee engagement because that actually drives it because the CEO can send a message out but you actually need people on the ground who say put their hand up and say yes I'm going to go ahead let me organize this program I'll get a group of mentors together because you know the CEO has of course a number of priorities and so even when they are leading from the front you need people to make um, the effort so we we really value both um, but we did you know when we started or when Mike and and the others um, Paulo Sullivan and Doug Dukes and people started it um, they very much also looked at the CEO um, being personally involved in terms of mentoring a, um, a principal in a sort of co-mentoring program and that's something that we still continue on now today but not with all the CEOs because we recognize not every single CEO's passion is education um, you know it may have been the first off but not now but what we try and do is as many of them as possible we get them involved personally because we think that makes also a really big impact. Just in terms of uh, and this is a bit of a curveball question yeah. <laughs> uh, in terms of education uh, being part of the, the corporate community investment portfolio mm-hmm. under a corporate responsibility mm-hmm. uh, programmatic view mm-hmm. of what a company can contribute. Have you found it easy or, or, or not so difficult, I guess, nothing's ever easy, not so difficult to, to make the case that education should be part of a balanced portfolio of a company's corporate community mm-hmm. investment and efforts? Yeah, I think it's for most companies, I think they see, um, I think they see value in investing in the future, and I think they recognise both, you know, that Australia, if we have a flourishing, thriving um, group of young people moving into the workplace, that is the benefit of of the entire business community. So I think many of them do, but they will all have, but they also have specialised interests, and so I think you know. You can't, if it's a medical company, for example, you know, they may say, look, we're really focused on mental health or wellness. And, and I understand that as well. Like there are lots of important priorities. And, but I think education is something that touches all sectors of society. It's almost pre-competitive for a com- company, yeah. isn't it, as yeah, well? It is. uh, do you think it is easier to um, make the case for a corporate community partnership or a corporate community mm-hmm. involvement, um, such as involvement with uh, ABCN, uh, if you can show some impact, if you, can, if you can actually show that what can be measured? Absolutely. And I think it's absolutely expected that you ha- show the impact. And we'll, you know, if we're talking to a company about coming on board, they'll ask us a lot of questions about our methodology and how we approach it. Because that's, again, coming back to that piece that businesses want to, uh, will put in effort to make a difference in the community, but they want to make sure they're making a difference. Mm. And that's really important. Yeah. And that's a, a you mentioned too, to, to get other employees involved in the organisation mm. below the C-suite. Mm. That seems to be important as Absolutely. well, to know that their effort is shifting the needle. Absolutely. Because usually at that level, they're pushed from above and below, exactly. right? Those employees. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. But also they want to see that there's impact on their employees as well. And that um, we may come to that. But I think for us, and how we have set ourselves up, it is about um, it is about mutual benefit. So it's about trying to make uh, always our top priorities about making a difference to the students in the schools. But we also want to make sure that we make as much of a positive impact on the company as we can and on their employees and their culture. Well, uh, tell us a little bit more about that because that's what a lot of CEOs told the centre in the work we did for the federal government on Giving Australia mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. That among the top three drivers of corporate community investment, mm-hmm. the dollars and the effort was employee engagement mm-hmm. uh, and 
ensuring that employees felt that they were working for an organisation that uh, cared about lots of things, the bottom line, obviously, and uh, being a sustainable organisation uh, in the future, but also shifting the needle and making a difference. So mm-hmm. are you, uh, how, how do you get your finger on the pulse of whether you're moving that the needle does. internally? Yeah. yeah, so we look at in two ways. So immediately um, post-programs, we immediately do, we do a survey of all the mentors as well as the students and the principals uh, or schools. And so we ask them questions about things like, did you value this opportunity? Are you proud your organisation is involved? So something about, I guess, you know, the sense of really pride in the organisation. The next piece is about, do you feel that you have um, developed in ways that professional ways? So we ask some questions that, um, do you th- feel this has improved how you mentor or coach others? Do you um, think this program has improved your intergenerational or intercultural sensitivity and understanding? So we're looking at then the professional development, and then the final piece is we ask that you know, do you, how do you feel um, this has Im- has this impacted you personally in a positive way? So we ask them sort of those kind of three things and get them, and also get some um, students or comments about why. And I think that's really powerful. And those um, that's we share back with the companies. But last year we also decided to see if we could go one deeper, and this was really driven by Luke Sayers at PwC, who's on the board, and said. What difference is this making to my employees? Um, so we then um, gave PwC all the mentor names for the last five years and said, um, here you go, um, see what's happened to these people. <laughs> and slightly scared, going, I, we know that this should be good, but you know, it's always a bit scary doing something like that. And um, what they found was the, um, of that group of employees who had mentored for us, their attrition rate was 30% below the firm average and their promotion rate was twice the firm average. And they, I think their mojo scores were good in terms of engagement. Now, um, Optus then did something very similar and came out um, with their attrition rate, I think, 34% below the firm average, and they measured length of tenure found um, between these people staying between one and two years longer. Now, I would say correlation isn't causation. Um, so I'm not saying that, um, you know, suddenly we've transformed people who are going to be average into these excellent performers. But I think what we see is, um, I guess, twofold. One is that we're contributing to their engagement and development, and two, High performers want to get involved in in the for purpose, um, you know, community um, programs, and so and so we see it as a dual benefit, benefiting those to grow them into high performers, and also attracting and retaining those high performers. And that's quantitative, of course. Was there any qualitative done, just in terms of how uh, those employees uh, and those former mentors, how they believe? Uh, in their own perception, what's it done to them as, as people? As a people, look, there's some amazing um, quotes, and I didn't bring them, but um, you know, one particularly um, who's uh, I'm going to paraphrase a person from Vision Stream who said, "Look, um, for me, it's it's made me reflect on." the type of leader I am and the type of leader I want to be. And that's just through mentoring a young person. So, you know, there's some beautiful pieces around that. A lot of comments about, you know, this this young person, you know, is the most resilient person I've ever met. Because you see, you know, many of them are appreciating these young people from very different backgrounds um, and have faced in some cases some really difficult times um, and so I think those are some of the sort of more qualitative comments that come through. And they're valid uh, mm, particularly absolutely. valid as well because uh, not everything as Ernst said not everything um, that's important can be measured uh, yeah. as well but that's, that's definitely an indicator mm. um, 
Can you just tell us a little bit about some of the the, the, the schools mm-hmm. um, and, and their impact? And, mm-hmm. and again, this is putting you on the spot um, mm-hmm. a little bit, but getting up on the balcony, do mm-hmm. you think over the, the, the past 14 years that looking at all the data you have, that it, it's made a difference to particular schools as well, as well as the individuals? Yeah, and that, look, I think um, particularly the, um, abs- I'd say absolutely, and what I, the data points I probably talk about are particularly the schools that have had those partnerships with the companies or CEOs over a long period of time. Um, so um, I was talking um, at, uh, saw Brad Mitchell, who's a principal of um, Mount Annan, previous principal of Sir Joseph Banks, and he was talking about his school had had a long partnership with, I think, EY and Optus. And he just said at the school level, you know, the impact in terms of the students and the perception of what's possible, but also from the school about what's possible for the schools and the teachers. In some situations, they would get people from the businesses come and talk to the schools about particular issues, about, say, how to, you know, how to um, deal with tricky, you know, pe- what people, how to, how to bring to a team together when they don't actually get along. Or, you know, some schools I know have sat down with you know, people from property in our companies and when they're doing a new school build to say, you know, how do I do this? Or, you know, some people have sat down with change managers. So I think there's an impact on, there's always an impact on the students and the teachers who go out, but there's also been the opportunity to create deeper impact through partnering with some of the skills that our businesses have and the needs that our schools have. So what's for the uh, future of uh, ABCN over the next a couple of years is yeah. it, is it business uh, as usual and keep doing what it's been doing which you know the, all of the all of the measurement and impacts mm. that shows is very good mm. uh, is it is it steady as she goes or is, have you got uh, have you got something that you can reveal on the pod <laughs> that people are going to say wow this is this is great i guess my ambition is you know we work um we, at the moment we work with about 30% of metropolitan disadvantaged high schools around Australia, which are, you know... It's a very large number. It's a big number. Mm. Um, at the same time, we know that our schools would like to do more and that there are schools out there we can't serve. So, you know, what I, you know, I guess my, you know, BHAG or, you know, um, would be to say, how can we um, give those students in all those, in all the schools that want to work with us? And that's not going to be 100%, um, you know, but I still think it's probably double where we are at least, um, the opportunity. So for me, I think there's a piece around, you know, how do we give those students across Australia as much of an opportunity as possible? Then I think about, um, you know, there are a significant number of students in in rural and remote schools who have um, who don't have that insight into business that gives them uh, the confidence and aspiration to look at broader opportunities for, for them in the future. So we're then looking now, particularly at digital, as a, as a tool to sort of bring how to, a, you know, interact with some of those students out off in those other places. So that's really where I'd love to get to. I think that's, you know, a challenge of bringing more companies on and getting more mentors involved and just, but also staying at the forefront of what is important um, to our companies and to the schools and really also responding to that. So scale, uh, delivery yeah. and, and having those conversations where both companies increasingly and students are having them, which is yeah. which is online as well as the, the face-to-face. Yeah, exactly right. Well, thank you very much for your time and thanks thank for you. giving us an overview and uh, best wishes uh, for your vision and for keeping the organisation organization uh, on track. It, it, it does have a lot of the members of the centre uh, are also uh, members of the network mm-hmm. and uh, they speak very highly of it and it's one of the community partnerships that, that it has that really does engage the senior uh, leadership team and boards are very interested okay. as well. So that's a bit of mail uh, back to you, thank you. and uh, again thank you for joining us. Thanks very much Wayne. lovely to be here. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode of Very Public Affairs, 
subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. For more, visit the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs website at www.accpa.com.au.